From Jerusalem, Israel, this is From the Midwest to the Middle East, the podcast that explores everything new in U.S. and Israeli economy. Here's your host, Philip Stein. I'm really pleased to be having this podcast today. First of all, this episode is brought to you by Philip Stein and Associates, the largest U.S. CPA firm in Israel, providing U.S. tax services to Israelis, Americans, corporations, startups, and anyone else needing them. Hi, everybody. I'm very excited today to have a new guest about a new topic, something that we have not discussed before on my program, and I think you'll all find it very interesting. Today my guest is Elad Barak, who is the Director of Business Development and Fundraising of Province Brands. Prior to his work, he also worked for eCamion. He was a product manager at RoboTeam, a world-leading robot developer. Mr. Brock also worked at Israel Aerospace Industry. In addition to his business career, uh, Elad worked as a diplomatic attaché at the Israeli Embassy in Kiev and Mexico City. Uh, welcome, Elad. Ah, thanks, Philip. Uh, thanks for the warm welcoming. So we're going to talk, I guess you'd call this a happy topic today. Yeah, most definitely. We're going to talk about cannabis, uh, but I think in a different context than what most of my listeners have read or, or heard about. So my first question is as follows. Cannabis has become a hot topic for the last years. There seems to be a quote-unquote gold rush atmosphere these days surrounding cannabis. Can you tell our listeners how you chose to enter one of the offshoots of the cannabis market? Uh, sure, I think it's a great question to, to start with. So, um, I, I mean, I've been a recreational user for a long uh, time now, uh, but always looked at it as something from the side and never saw myself as becoming part of the industry and, and imagined it only to be uh, what we all kind of know about cannabis probably, which is some type of flower that you can roll into a joint and, and smoke and didn't really know there's much more into it. Uh, but then at early 2017, due to some medical reasons, I became a medical user. And I really got exposed to this industry uh, to learn that there's more than just this uh, basic plant. The producers here in Canada, they can determine the type of wheat that you're going to receive, the potency. Uh, there's different oils and there's just so many ways to consume it. You can vape it. You can use it as an edible. And, and all this really kind of opened my eyes to this new uh, emerging industry. Now, as you said, I was working at eCamion, which was a clean tech, and at late 2017, we decided to go for different ways. And I thought I'm going to look for a job in the aerospace industry, started to network again to, to look for my next place, but found out that instead of networking into the aerospace industry, I'm actually doing more and more meetings in the cannabis industry. I came home one day and, and told my wife, I think that instead of going to the aerospace industry, I'm going to the cannabis industry. And then I, I started looking for something that's you know, that fits my personality and what I'm looking to do. And I didn't want to join just a, another, what we call LP, a licensed producer that grows weed and in essence being part of a farmer. Uh, but looked for a company that's doing a lot of R&D and developing new technology. And when I found Province Brands, I felt that's exactly the place for me to, to enter this cannabis industry. Okay, very good. When it comes to food products, I understand some elements of cannabis are legal, while other elements are not. Can you explain the differences? Uh, sure. And, and before we, we kind of explain the, the differences, I just want to remind uh, the, the listeners that while Canada is legalizing cannabis in October 2018, the first step is going to be legalizing what's called the here uh, dry leaf. So, so again, what we know as the flowers that we can all grind and, mm -hmm. and use in either a smoke or a vape. 
but the use of, of edibles, which is uh, what my, the company that I'm working at does, will only be legalized in October 2019. Not so far away. No, not so far away. When we go into the, the industry itself, I'm going to focus uh, more on the beverage industry, which is what I know more, uh, less about okay. the edibles itself, like gum bears or stuff like that. I see. So, so one first thing that uh, is very important to know is that there is no, uh, it's not legal to combine two active ingredients. And what I mean by that is, for example, we're doing beer and we're never allowed to sell both alcohol and marijuana in the same product. Uh, that is mm-hmm. illegal in Canada, and as of today, there's no place in the world that that is legal. The the other thing, for example, uh, I've been talking with uh, coffee companies that are interested in doing caffeine uh, coffees that are infused with, with marijuana, and they also are not allowed to have both caffeine and marijuana, so they have to use their decaf uh, rather than their the products that contain caffeine. Wow. So so at the moment, any product has to be only marijuana, and you cannot have any other uh, active ingredient. In addition, things that Canada is uh, offering right now is that the potency will not be more than seven milligrams per serving. Uh, so kind of making sure that you can't drink or any beverage that will get you extremely high in, in one shot. And the other thing that is very interesting, for example, Province Brands is looking into the future and saying, hey, maybe we'll want to dev- uh, develop a gin. And we're not sure yet that we'll be able to sell a gin bottle that has several servings in one bottle. There is a chance we'll have to go for smaller bottles uh, like the ones that we're used to seeing on airplanes. So it will be a, a self-serve, mm-hmm. uh, one shot per person. Um, and there's still a lot of unknowns about the, the packaging. We're not sure what we will be allowed to write in the packaging, what we won't, and how designed it will be, or will we have to have something like cigarette packages need to have. So so there's still a lot of unknowns on that part. Interesting. All right, so we're talking about the beverage industry, and you already made a reference about combining caffeine and, and and the cannabis. We know that that after one stops at a local Starbucks, orders their favorite coffee, they are presumed to get an energy boost from the caffeine. What will the customers that stop at one of your outlets for a quote-unquote cold brew feel after they've had their daily dose? Sure, I, I really like, the, like this question. And, and before I dive in to explain more about our product, I just want to want to share something that I find very exciting about the industry that, that kind of relates to this. So the, the very most important is you started with, hey, what, when I go into Starbucks, I know what to expect. And that's one of the beauties of legalizing the market, and that's the quality. Now, when I say quality, I don't mean per se how good the coffee is, for example, if we're looking at Starbucks, because some of us will like it, some won't. And I'll take on purpose a product that a lot of us are familiar with, and that's McDonald's. And okay. let's ignore for a minute the fact that they're saying right now that their food is becoming more healthy. We all know that no matter where we fly in the world, if I land anywhere you tell me right now and I see a McDonald's, I know exactly how a chicken McNuggets is going to taste. And that is quality. It's quality and consistency, uh, but not per se the quality of the product itself. And that's something very interesting that's happening in the cannabis industry. And as I started, I said I'm a medical user. And when I order uh, weed, I know exactly what I'm getting. I know if it's a sativa or an indica, I know exactly the strength, the percentage mm-hmm. of THC, the percentage of CBD, and it's consistent. Every time I use something, I know exactly how I'm going to feel. And, and that's something that the industry is going to, and definitely we're going to with our product. So, so now I'm going to move into our uh, product and what makes our product so unique. So we have def- generally, I can say, two interesting products. One of them is brewed from marijuana, and the feeling will be very similar to what 
any of the persons in the audience that has used edibles knows, you'll get the same kind of an high of an edible. Uh, one of the things that we want to make sure with our beers is when you drink them, and I'll stay in the metaphor of the, the alcohol world, you're supposed to feel like you're drinking a beer, not like you're drinking a wine or taking a shot of a vodka. So the potency is supposed to give you a nice buzz, but we're not trying to make you see stars after you drink one of our beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other very interesting uh, thing is in the beverages that we're going to brew from marijuana, we're going to have four versions. We're going to have sativa, indica, and hybrid, and also CBD. And for those who don't know, CBD is another active ingredient in the cannabis. It's not psychoactive but it is known to kind of balance the high. So our CBD products will have THC. They will get you high because we're a company that's here for, for fun. We, we're supporting recreational use, uh, but it will balance it and will be a kind of a different high. The other very interesting product we're doing, uh, it's, called province, it's called Cambridge Bay Grand. And what's unique about it is while it gets you high, it gives you the sensation as if you're actually drunk, as if you're using alcohol. Wow. Uh, and a lot of us that use cannabis, uh, we know that it gives kind of uh, this couch lock, but we're trying to give with this product more of uh, the liquid courage we all know from alcohol. So you have this um, social lubricant, whether if you're a friend or you're doing the business meeting, and obviously no hangover. Uh-huh. But very interesting yeah, it's it's really cool product and very interesting. And, and all of these products, we're going to put two more technologies. And the first one we're actually uh, licensing, but it's what we call an accelerant. And if any of uh, the listeners or, or you have ever dried an edible, then, then you know that edibles take about an hour to affect and they last in your body for about six to eight mm-hmm. hours. And that's not really the way we like drinking a beer. So what we're doing in Province Brands is using technology, we're having an accelerant that makes sure that when you drink our beers, you feel the effect in about 10 minutes or less. So if you and I go together to a bar and we order one of these beers, we don't need to sit there for an hour in front of each other and wait for the effect to come. Uh-huh. We'll actually feel it in about 10 minutes like a beer. Yeah, I think and they call they call that the buzz, right? Is that the... Yeah, and, and the accelerant is something we're actually licensing, so we're not going to be the only ones to have this. But, but from our perspective, it's very important. Um, they call it in the alcohol world, the onset time. So it's very important that we can imitate this uh, effect curve that beer has because everybody knows how to drink a beer. And you know how to expect and when to expect the effect. And we really want it to be easy for our consumers. But even more interesting is something that we're developing in-house in province brands. And, and that's a decelerant, which will make sure that once you drink our, our beers, the effect, instead of lasting for about six hours, will last for about an hour. And that will allow you to, first, if you want to stay for more than an hour, you can drink another beer and get high again. Right. Uh, you can drink one after another and compound the effect, so you can really control it. And essentially, if, let's say, you want to go back to the office to work or you want to go back home and be with your family, you'll be able to sober up. Now, I'm not promising you'll be able to drive, but you'll definitely be able to go back to your office, back to your family, and this technology, we think, is, is really game-changing that we're planning also to license it to other edible companies. All right. So staying on the, the, what I call the, your cannabis beer, is it going to be regulated like any other alcoholic beverage? And is this a product that the teens will be attracted to? Uh, but it's, it's very interesting. And I think, um, like a lot of topics in the cannabis industry, there's still things that need to, that need to be revealed. And 
as I started this uh, conversation, I was saying Canada is actually legalizing only dry leaf on October mm-hmm. 2018 and giving itself one more year to a bit learn more about what's happening with cannabis consumers once it's legalized before it uh, finalizes all of the legislation for the edible market. Uh, but we do know a few things that, that Canada has already announced about. So first of all, and very important, the regulation will be different between provinces. So Canada, much like the United States, uh, has a federal government, yes. but then also uh-huh. in, we call it provinces. Uh, we, we have different regulation province by province. So cannabis is be going to be legalized federally, but every province can make different uh, decisions. And I'll give a very interesting example. So I live in Toronto, Ontario. And in Ontario, and, and there are some changes that were just uh, announced by Doug Ford, our, our new prime minister. But in general, Ontario is going to allow sales only through an Ontario cannabis store, which is a government-owned store that will purchase from all the licensed producers and be the only single distributor in the province. Uh, very much like the way beer is sold right now, or alcohol is sold right now in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Wow. But if we take another province, for example, Nova Scotia, they're going... To kind of to the extreme. They're talking about allowing any bar that's legalized and licensed to sell alcohol to also sell cannabis beverages, which means that if you come here to Canada, I meet you in Nova Scotia, we can go to a bar and probably get one of our beers from a tap, hmm. which is completely different from what's happening in Ontario. Wow. So province by province is, is the first thing. Yeah. What, what we do know about the regulation itself is, and you asked about the, comparing it to alcohol, is first of all, in Canada, there's no drinking in public areas. So if we go out to the beach right now, which is the park, we're not allowed to drink alcohol. And very much the same, we're not allowed to drink cannabis beers. You're also not allowed to smoke cannabis in, in public places as of today. In Canada today, just a side note, cannabis smoking cannabis, is, are there provinces that it's not allowed? Yeah, so, so that, that's the, the beauty, I think, between what the States is doing and what Canada is doing. And, and as of today... Cannabis is still not legal in Canada. Now, I will put in a side note that mm-hmm. if you walk in the streets of Toronto, every block you walk, you're going to smell and see at least one person that's smoking out in the open, and nobody really cares. It's, you know, there's no stigma on it, and nobody really bothers. But it's still not legal. Ah. Um, as I said, I'm a medical user, so I can definitely go out and sit in a park and smoke, and no police officer will, will ask me anything. But once it becomes legal, the difference between Canada and the States is that here it's legal on the federal level. Nobody can, nobody can really come and tell a user you're not allowed to use it, but in your own home, that's the, the federal regulation. Uh, but a very interesting difference between regulation, federal and state legalization is, for example, if I go for a business for, to Vancouver, which is in British Columbia, mm-hmm. And, and as I said, I'm a medical user. For me, I, I really can't go without my, my medical cannabis. So I can actually go on a plane, fly with it. The security people will see it in my bag. I'll show them my license, and they'll tell me have a safe flight. If I try to do that in the state and pr- cross the border with cannabis, I will actually go over the federal regulations, rules, and I may go for federal courts and federal jail. So very different approach, even if it's legal in a state. And I always like taking Nevada and California, which have a nice border between them. And you cannot cross it with cannabis, not as a consumer or as a a seller, as a distributor. Uh, Could you describe just, and you mentioned it, but just to my listeners understand your product line? Uh, Yeah, so I think one of the things that's very important, and we didn't really touch it, is uh, 
the the difference between what Providence Brands is doing and a lot of other companies that are kind of joining the race right now and and we've been here we're the first probably to talk about beverages in Canada we're only two years into this race of getting to the cannabis beverages is that we're actually brewing the drink from cannabis rather than infusing it so I'll start by what everybody else is doing and then I'll jump into what we're doing at Providence Brands so all our competition what they're doing is as you said you're not allowed to sell both alcohol and marijuana together so they're taking regular beer they're de-alcoholizing it and then they're essentially infusing it with cannabis oil and since cannabis oil tastes really bad they have to have a lot of sugars to mask the flavor Mm -hmm. Uh, so they're creating a beer with cannabis but it's not what we like to to look at the real thing that authentic thing what we're doing in provinces is a bit different we have a unique technology that allows us to actually brew the beer from the cannabis plant. So our beers have no barley inside them. Wow. They're only, they're only cannabis, whether it's hemp if we want to have uh, something with no active ingredients, or marijuana if we want you to get high from it. You have hops, which gives you the flavor. Yeast to convert the, the wort that you create from the cannabis into the beer. And water. So very simple ingredients. And because we're brewing it and you get the phytocannabinoids, what creates the high through the brewing process itself, we don't need to add sugars to, to flavor the, the taste. So what we get is a beer that's authentic. And we believe that both in the beer industry, a lot of uh, drink, people that drink beer, they like the craft brewing. Uh, they want something a bit more unique. And then cannabis, the same thing. Users want something more authentic. We believe we really answer that story. Uh, but in addition, because we're using cannabis as the main ingredient and not barley, our drinks are low in calories. They have better flavor because they don't need to add these sugars. They actually taste like a real beer. And just a nice bonus, they're also gluten-free, again, because there's no barley. Hmm. So, wow. Yeah, something very, very different. And then, as I said before, our ultra-premium products are going to give you the sensation of alcohol, even though you're actually consuming cannabis. Um, something which, again, will give a very different effect and kind of approach all the people that are used to drinks, drinking an alcohol beer and they're somewhat on the fence do they want to try cannabis or not. Uh, so I think those are the, the main different things. And then other topics we touched on is the accelerant and the decelerant, which will, again, help our beer become a, a real substitute for alcohol beer, uh, kind of what we like to call a safer and healthier version of an alcoholic beer. Mm-hmm. So any... any entrepreneur that I've talked to on a myriad of topics uh, besides their company, besides the product which you've spoken so passionately about the last few minutes. What, what is your vision for the industry? Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to give my own uh, personal view from both my experience working in the industry for a year now and also as a, as a user. I, I believe that the industry is going into two main places. One of them is on the side of the what we call smoking or vaping, I think smoking will not last and there's going to be only a small amount of people that actually smoke. Uh, what we will see is vaping. And in vaping, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, the vape pens, which are vapors that come with a cartridge of oil that you can vape. Mm-hmm. It's still illegal to have those in Canada, but what's nice about them is they're substantially easier to use than the ones that require dry leaf and more maintenance. But more in the edible market where I have a bit more experience, I believe that what's going to catch is the drinkables, whether it's going to be beers or pops or anything else. And and the reason is, I think that nobody that's with us this podcast today believes he's going to go meet with his friends on Friday 
and have gummy bears. <laughs> you know, we, we uh, like meeting and having a right, beer. We right, like having right. a whiskey. We like having a drink. And, and as I heard somebody say, you can't toast a muffin, right? Right. <laughs> so so I, I believe that beverages is, is the way that the industry is going to go. I also really believe that the accelerant and the diesel we're developing are going to become a, a standard because nobody wants to wait too much for the effect. We want to get high with our friends and we want to control the time of effect that, that we get. So, so that's how I see All it. Right, so, and, and maybe yeah. I'll just add one more yeah, thing sure. that I think eventually we'll see. And I, I see a lot of companies starting to work on it. And that's an, uh, a cannabis additive that you can actually add to any drink. Uh, kind of like you have these small uh, bags of sugar that anybody can add to their yes, coffee. Sure. And I think that day is not far where we'll have those, hmm. you know, powders Very of, of cannabis or whatever that we can add. I can go to a restaurant, bring it with me, add it to my glass of water or pop wow. or whatever without anybody even noticing and just have my own cannabis beverage in a very discreet way. Amazing. And, and you're describing a real uh, change in lifestyle and how we consume uh, food, drink, beverages that are, you know, considered recreational beverages uh, it sounds very exciting mm-hmm. before we, we we part and again as you said you're currently in uh, Toronto Ontario I want to just bring you back to Israel for a moment and and I want to ask you what what role do you see Israel playing in the cannabis food industry in the future or the drink industry as you're involved in? yeah so so I, I find this question super interesting and especially as I'm originally from Israel and before I came to Canada, you know, I moved here to get my MBA and, and work in the industries that I'm more familiar with, and cannabis was not one of them. So I didn't have really a strong network in Israel, and that's something that I'm also personally trying to develop now because Israel is definitely a leader in the, the cannabis industry in the world. And we know it all started with uh, Professor Rafael Meshulam doing his researches, and today I can say that we've been in Israel through province brands. We, we flew to Israel to meet with uh, some scientists, and one of our good friends there is uh, Professor Dedi Meiri, who leads one of uh, the bigger research facilities in the Technion. And we know there's a lot of Israeli companies that are kind of doing a lot of uh, cutting-edge technology research. We've met with a couple. Um, unfortunately, I can't share you know, the companies we met with and the interesting technologies they're working on. But there's definitely a lot of interest in the industry in the technology and every time I meet somebody in the industry and they hear from Israel they right away ask me if I can connect them and sometimes I can sometimes I can't unfortunately Uh, but definitely the industry everybody's eyes is on Israel I will say that on the export side you know I'm following also and I think it will take some more time till it's legalized to export in Israel but also from what I know while growing cannabis in Israel isn't the cheap side it's in the lower uh, and of the cost, as uh, you know, it's about $1 per gram. I think before Israel can export cannabis, the price will need to drop a bit more for it to be more competitive uh, once you add all the shipping. Interesting. All right, so this has been fascinating. I think, as I said at the beginning, this is a topic that I, I've never explored before. I think everyone learned a lot. If they want to know more about your company. Sure, so everybody's welcome to, to visit our company. It's called Province Brands. And it's uh, www.provincebrands.com. And there's a link there to all of the articles who have been featured in the news more than 900 times in the last month. Um, it's kind of amazing the amount of traction we're getting. Every time somebody just mentions a cannabis beer, we're there, even if it's with Canopy, which is the biggest c- cannabis company in the world right now. And, and I think it's very interesting. They just got a $5 billion 
investment and, and we're mentioned with them in the same kind of breath. So you can go into our website, you can find all these links to see what we're doing, a lot of interesting articles. And there's also my information there, but my email, if somebody wants to reach out, is elad, E-L-A-D, at provincebrands.com or on the LinkedIn, find me up. I'm very responsive and be happy to be in touch with anybody who's interested. Well, thank you very much, and we look forward to hearing uh, as you progress, especially toward uh, 2019, when you hopefully can uh, go to market, and uh, we look forward to hearing great things about your company. Thank you, Elad. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, and uh, let me know when you're here. I'll be happy to invite you for a tasting event. (laughs) Okay, that sounds good. Something to look forward to. Thanks again. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Feel free to visit us at www.pstein.com or look for Philip Stein & Associates on Facebook and LinkedIn. 